tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back to the original season two, episode 15, They All Asked For You, which is a little baffling. I feel like nobody's asking for anybody. Um, I'm your host, Roxy Stryer, and you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Sitting next to you, Donald Miracat Romaine. Hi, I'm Donald Romaine. You can find me on Instagram at Donald Romaine and on Twitter as Tigress Hobbs. I just made up his middle name. I'm a Miracat now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Katie Werewolf Campbell. Hello, hello. And, oh, of course, where can we find you? You know, you can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's, Campbell. And Tiana Chat Mistress Hobson. Hello, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at the Tiana Hobson, and I'm also on our YouTube tube live chat roll right now. So that means everybody can be talking to you. Yeah. Does everybody like their new middle names? I do. They I work do. for you guys? What is your middle name? Oh, well, that's for me to know and you guys to <laughs> find out. Roxy Kumba. If you guys know, put it to Tiana in the general. She can pick for us tonight. All right, we went on a hiatus. It was way too long. Mm. We came back, and I'm feeling like when I don't have one week of the originals, my brain turns off a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I'm not having three weeks, when I come back into this, I'm like, okay. Holy crap! The storylines, the stuff going on, and Tiana made a little bit of fun of me because I was a little more confused than the rest of us and needed to talk it out. But that's why we're here. What yeah. did you guys think overall of the episode? Did you love it? Are you confused? Is there too much going on? Just enough? I was a little confused. I had to watch it twice, but I, I enjoyed it. I think they're trying to set us up for some more storylines, so it's kind of always confusing when they do that. I mean, now we're learning about Rebecca's body. So they're just trying to bring us forward with all that, and I, it's a little confusing, but I still like it. I'm intrigued by the story. Yeah, we, we've got that side of the table watched this episode like 15 times. Behind, so. <laughs> hey, hey, I only watched it three times. <laughs> That's not overkill at all. <laughs> and I probably still missed a bunch of moments, but I have to watch it because I want it to be fresh in my mind before I get here, and if mm-hmm. I watch it Monday night, it's not as fresh after, you know, sitting through all day, mm-hmm. working and stuff like that, so it's just... It's, it's called being fresh. a super fan, Tiana. Nobody's judging <laughs> you. That's what we do at After TV. Yeah, I think I I watched it once and I thought it was great. Um, I left me with more speculations and questions and I think answers, but I agree. I think it's the beginning of a lot of more storylines. Um, overall, I think it was a good jump. I think it was. I think what the originals does well is it always recharges and new storylines, new characters, new things. Maybe the same actions from the characters, but overall I thought it was a it was a good start to the next part of the season. I absolutely agree, and we want to know what you guys thought at home of this episode, so make sure you're joining us on YouTube, on iTunes. Give us that five stars, that thumbs up, whatever you can do. We really appreciate it. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, at AfterBuzzTV. Please use the hashtag ABTVOriginals. We're looking at that, and of course... 
join us live in the chat with the chat mistress herself. Yay! Because <laughs> obviously we're here and we're talking about it, but most importantly, we want to know how you guys feel at home. Um, but let's just continue on. Let's go into this werewolf. So, Katie, this is your tribe here. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, it's getting to be a little catty. Because people are pulling on different sides. This is what we saw kind of in season one. Originally, it's like the wolves versus the witches versus mm-hmm. the vampires. But then, all of a sudden, in these different subcategories, there will be even smaller groups of people fighting against mm-hmm. each other. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now a little bit with Aiden and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because Aiden just kind of established himself as the number two guy. And now is he already trying to overthrow Jackson? What do you guys think? I don't think necessarily overthrowing him, but I think he's listening to Klaus. Not necessarily taking his orders just without question, but Klaus's method of finding Finn or Michael earlier worked, proved better than what would have happened if he listened to Jackson's method. And I think we might see this darker side of him. I'm getting that from this episode. He's just going to you know, want the power and... Not necessarily want the power like Klaus, but we're seeing a little bit of a darker side of Jackson. Yeah, Nathan hinted at that when he came mm-hmm. to the studio, so I think we'd be silly not to listen to him. Yeah. Donald is looking at me. I'm looking at you because I think you want to say something too, and I don't want to interrupt you. The tension you. between you two right now. Duke it out. Duke it out. Well, I just I think that Jackson is still a little insecure in his leadership because he has kind of taken a backseat. He went on his little what did Klaus call it, call it his hiatus from the pack before, which is so, like the hiatus we had from the show from the for show. a couple weeks. Yeah, so I think that he's still insecure in a lot of his stuff, and then he has Klaus trying to control his pack via him, so it's just making him jump to sometimes the wrong mm. conclusions and not think his strategies through because he's trying to not feel like Klaus is controlling him. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of snapped at Aiden, like, let me worry about the pack. And I was like, whoa, Jackson, pump your brakes. Like, yeah. he's looking out for him. But then now Aiden has Klaus whispering in his ear about know how times are changing and how there should be a new alliance going and all this power so I don't know what's going to happen but I like Aiden he's a sweet guy and I like Jackson and I I don't want to see what happened with Jackson and Ollie happen with Aiden so you feel Mm. like there's a lot of outside influences that are occurring here and making them kind of question each other and by outside influences I mostly mean class and (laughs) mostly you mean solely solely (laughs) okay you agree oh no yeah I just want to say that I really I agree with that and I think that what's unfortunate is that Aiden is such a strong character and he's so loyal but Klaus does two things really well and it's exploiting weaknesses and demanding alliances and so I think that like what Klaus did was he just waited and he listened and he heard what happened with Aiden and Jackson and the one thing everybody wants is to be listened to Mm -hmm. and Jackson's making the mistake of being an immature and new leader and not listening to Aiden and um like at least pretending to listen at least pretend to listen but like Tiana said don't shut don't shut him down so I think Aiden something's gonna happen between Aiden and Jackson either Aiden is gonna go to Jackson and apologize for following Klaus but I think at this point Klaus has won Aiden over because Aiden wouldn't be listening if Klaus, if he wasn't willing to to work for him. Yes, Tiana. <laughs> to him. <laughs> Ooh, it just made me excited, and now I can't remember what I got excited about. So I'm like, keep first. That could have been a chat roll thing. But what was that at the end with Klaus saying that 
the only thing I want in return is for you to promise to protect all. But that's what he has from the other ones, right? And that's when when, right. it, when he said that, I thought, okay, well, Klaus in the end is going to just demand what he's demanding now is you work for me. You yeah. go after what I say. I know the big picture. So yeah. and I have this written down. Klaus only knows how to be a dictator. He'll never change. And so if Aiden makes a mistake of listening to him, he's going into the same trap. And Klaus just has this magical way of dismantling any sort of peace that has ever been assembled. He can dismantle my peace. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, I know what that we means. All know We're trying again. What happened over here? Okay, so I got really excited because I thought about this. Jackson snapped at Aiden and wasn't really listening, but Homeboy is sexually frustrated as hell right now. Right. So maybe now that he's gotten some, which we will get to later, maybe he can come back next week and be like, you know what? I was a little angry. It was, you know, sexual tension and, like, I needed to, like, relieve some stuff. You think he would feel comfortable saying that to Klaus? Yo. No, I no, was no. saying to Aiden, not to Klaus. Oh, to Aiden. Like, no, to okay. get them kind of back on to the mm. team because like Donald said Klaus exploited the weakness there and also how did Jackson not hear the conversation if he had just walked away and Klaus heard it when he was just, like standing three feet away alright I think that there's something really major that we're forgetting about right now and this is why I think Aiden will be okay because of Josh I think Josh will keep Aiden in check no matter what we've seen Josh we've seen what a good person he is and Josh has Davina you know like we are talking about you need somebody to listen to you you need somebody to support you and we need this checks and balances system and I really think that if Aiden goes to Josh and is like, hey, buddy, what do you think about me overthrowing uh, Jackson? He's going to be, Josh is going to be like, no. Yeah, like, I agree. That's not the move. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think that the people around Aiden are going to support his decision to do that, which is why I don't think we're going to get that far. And if anything, it's going to cause a huge issue with Jackson and Klaus because Aiden's going to rat out Klaus to Jackson. And that's going to be a huge problem for Klaus and Haley then. And Klaus and Haley are already having problems. So I, I think this is opening up a can of worms and we haven't seen the last of it yet. Mm. So I, let, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just wanted to agree with you and say that's a great point because I didn't think about that until now because Josh <laughs> wasn't in the episode. <laughs> but yeah, Josh does have a good head on his shoulders yeah. even though he makes some Where dumb mistakes he? sometimes. He wasn't there at all, and that was confusing He's to me. He's hanging with like, Davina. Probably. Uh, He's uh, consoling her. She just lost her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, R.I.P. Cole. Don't uh, say that. Don't be sad be about Cole. <laughs> he'll, he'll rise in peace soon. You know, when he comes back, because so. Rebecca will save in him. In peace when he comes to destroy your peace. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, Klaus is already there. Talk about someone I want to destroy my peace. Uh, oh, I don't even know how I got this thing. <laughs> Alexis in a booth, y'all. <laughs> okay, let's talk about a little bit of a ship war going on here because it's obvious that they are keeping, they're pulling on our heartstrings every single week with Haley, even though, yes, we had a major Jaylee moment. There was a major decision moment for every single ship that they're clearly trying to explore yes. in this episode. Yes, there were a lot of a lot of ship wars going on tonight. Yeah. Definitely. One of them is what's going on with Haley. Mm-hmm. So Haley decides to have what I would assume is sex with Jackson. We didn't mm-hmm. actually see it because this is CW, but we did see it gearing up and they spoke about Marvin Gaye and Candles. And she came out in a robe happened. and lingerie. 
lingerie. And basically all it took was him getting her baby to settle down. I did, she, that is the hottest I thing. I just have to say I've one thing. No, when he settled the baby down, all of a sudden I was like, forget Elijah. I packed my bags. I am now on the Jaylee show. A hundred percent. I no longer want I, I want Haley with Jackson. He obviously you cares. I've jumped ship. I'm already I, 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 we're off. We're off the horizon. I'm on this other okay. ship now. And I just think that like Jackson loves that baby. He can take care of the baby. He can soul the baby. He's giving her the things that Klaus won't give her. Elijah's not going to be... Elijah could, but I don't see it. I just... I now want Jackson and Haley to be together. I think it's a good thing. I loved it. I loved seeing it. And the minute he laid that baby down, I was like, they're having sex. Oh, 100%. It's, it's it was happening. On. It was Your on eyes immediately. Turned into like wolfy oh. beasts, and I was like, yeah, yes. attack her. It's I have, attack her real I have good. some sick and twisted co-hosts. So <laughs> <laughs> the minute he laid that baby down, it was on. Like, is there something really sexy about a baby? Yes, like, I, being able to quiet the baby and have that fatherly like instinct yeah. in him and he's not the father that's attractive to her. Do you think Klaus could have done that? Mm. No. Um, I don't know. Quieted the baby With his own like baby. Yeah, because we did see when Klaus finally saw Hope after a while when uh, Rebecca was taking care of him, I felt like he did have that bond. Mm. But it doesn't come as naturally to him. Like, obviously we see Jackson's character is a really good human, so mm. good people taking care of babies is one thing. Not so good people taking care of their own baby. Very mm. <laughs> questionable. Yeah, Circumstantial. Alright, but I want to know, what did you guys actually think about the moment so they did show that they're kissing and he kind of like picks her up on the bed and then she very much so flips him over and were you guys thinking like oh this is perfect timing because the baby just happened <laughs> or, like, or did you guys think that they waited too long or they didn't wait long enough or what I a little forced it- to uh, have sex, right? Yeah. Oh, they waited the perfect amount of time. It shouldn't have been forced. Like, they need to feel it. Yeah, but they said that it was a little forced. Like, he had been kind of running away, and it was a little Whoa. awkward. That's a sexual tension. Like, it, it, felt like it, was, it felt like an arranged marriage to mm-hmm. me, because they still didn't really know each other. He has expressed his feelings for her, but she still... You know, she had a lot going on with Elijah and with Klaus and a baby, so I think they were just getting settled into married life, and she's like, oh, like... You know, I'm not trying to avoid it, but she missed six months with her daughter. Right. So I can see why she was so focused on that and him being the sweet person that he is. Was like, oh, I'm trying to stay away and not pressure her to do anything. And then I think this was a genuine moment of like, okay, this just happened. It's not forced because they Mm. didn't turn on Barry White and light some candles. It was just like raw and... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to stop now. Oh, I'm, gonna I'm with you, though. Get outside of the PG-13 <laughs> area. <laughs> it seemed like this moment, though, kind of flipped a switch in Haley's brain. And then when she went outside to talk to Klaus afterwards, or I don't know if she went to talk to him, but he was there, and they had the discussion, and he said, listen, I need you to have all of the wolves protect me, and Michael's back, and this is what's going on. And she kind of held Jackson's ground for once and was like, No. I'm not doing this. You're not doing this because of our baby. You're doing this because of yourself. And I need to take care of my people at this point. Mm -hmm. Did you guys feel like that was because she romantically connected with Jackson there? Or it was just a coincidence in the timing? I felt like when she came out and she said, you have Jackson to thank for this silence, I think then she was standing up for Jackson. But I think when she stood up to Klaus, and I think what Klaus forgets is that she is a queen. And that's what Elijah said. That's what he said. And even though she's been forced into this position, she's naturally taken it from day one. And I don't think she's scared of Klaus, and she doesn't have any reason to be. Right. And so I think that I, I, it was nice to see her character stand up for the wolves and stand up for 
for Jackson, I guess, essentially. But I think she's standing up for herself. I agree. I think that she, throughout the seasons, we've seen her stand next to her wolves. So I think that's something main that's going through her head right here with this conversation with Klaus. But I do think that have like hooking up with Jackson. She's starting to have feelings for him. I think she's going to be more on his side. Right. So I have a question for you guys because mm-hmm. I was tweeted at a lot last night about after this episode about people being upset with Haley because she chose they thought she's thinking stupid now that she's with Jackson because they think that um Michael does pose a threat towards Hope because she told um Klaus Michael is your problem, not Hope's. Like, I'll let the wolves protect her if he comes here. And they're thinking that she's being dumb and should have been on Klaus's side to send people out. But earlier in the episode, she was for that, and then they lost someone. It's a really good it's a really good point that people are bringing up. Yeah. And I saw a lot about this, too. And I'm thinking about it. You know, she does say, if he comes here, we will be ready for him. I just think she's underestimating his strength. I don't think she's being stupid because I think she really believes the wolves will be able to protect Hope in this small area, you know? But we know Michael's power. Katie and I were talking about this earlier tonight. He is more scary than Esther or anybody to us because he's been in this one body. Like, just his face brings terror to us. So I just think that she doesn't know the full extent of what he's capable of. Mm. So I I don't know. I I don't think she's being completely blinded. I do think she's thinking about her daughter, but I think she's finally seeing that Klaus is being a little manipulative. I, I, I agree. I think that it's smart of her to take whatever Klaus says and think about it for a second because if there's something that's true again and again is that whatever Klaus says is only 25% of what's going on. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, even if... I can't remember at this point in the show if she... if he already had seen Freya or the, the other things, but he's not mentioning all these other threats or Delia or anything. He's only mentioning Michael, which is a personal... It's a personal fight that he has, so it's not everything. So for her to take a step back and think about it, yeah. I think is totally reasonable. And at the end of the day, Finn was challenging, channeling both Michael and Esther's power, and that baby saved itself. Right. And I don't mean to say itself. The the baby Strong Hope saved baby. herself. So I think yeah. that at the end of the day, there's Nobody enough protection for her. Yeah, really. I guess yeah. I can say it. Yeah. But at the at the end of the day. It's smart for her to take a step, think about the baby, think about herself, think about the wolves, not go after anything Klaus said, just based on his word. And Michael didn't know about the whole taking the firstborn child or anything like that. Like, the only thing Michael has said over and over again is that he is going to kill Klaus. So Klaus is so friend. They don't know what Michael knows, though. You know? That's true. (laughs) He didn't know about Freya. He didn't, yeah. yeah, he didn't know Freya was alive until this episode, but I think that even to the point... But they don't know that he doesn't know that. Yeah, but even to the point, like, Haley was kind of in the crossfire last season with Michael's sort of vengeance on Klaus because he did try to, like, take them out, too. Mm-hmm. But like Haley said, his problem is with Klaus. It's right. not necessarily with Hope. She might get taken in the crossfire. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's why Haley's like, look, this problem is between you and your stepdad or whatever he would technically be to Klaus, not us. So she's trying to just remove Hope and the wolves from the situation. Right. Hoping that it doesn't come to them there. Mm. You know, yeah, that's completely what it is. Yeah, I think it's just her trying to separate the two because like Klaus is going around demanding that everyone protect Hope, protect Hope. What he really is saying, protect me. Because he's not out there looking for Michael with them or looking for Finn with them. 
You know, th- there's a lot of reasons why somebody cannot be a trusting person. One of them would be they've been burned so many times, and the other one would be that they're a liar themselves, so they know other people are capable of lying because that's what they do. So I feel like Haley has been burned so many times, so she's not really tr- trusting Klaus at this point because she's thinking, wow, I think he's in this for himself. As opposed to Klaus, who isn't trusting anybody else because he's not trustworthy himself, <laughs> yeah. so he knows other people are capable of lying. So it's like, what we're watching Haley do with Klaus, Klaus is kind of doing with Freya, but for different reasons. So he's looking at Freya, now he has a new sister, and this sister has seemingly taken Finn's side, and everybody's kind of confused on it, including myself, including myself. <laughs> I'll say it again, because, T, you're telling me this episode isn't confusing at all, and I'm saying maybe it's just the fact that I have so many questions. Why does Freya insist on coming back in the Finn-Michael angle? You know, if she isn't posing a threat to us, why is that the way she's going so about it's like it? the two people she knows. She doesn't know the other siblings. They were around. Yeah. She clearly, in, in what we saw in the tombstone or whatever they were in, clearly she had a great relationship with her father. That was like daddy's girl. And I really loved that moment between them because yeah. it seemed genuine. And for the first time, I was like, oh, Michael. Yeah, it was oh. interesting to see him act like yeah, that. Yeah, it was really sweet and great. So I think she's going to them because those are the people she knows. But I don't think that her plan really is to destroy her family. I think she is trying to get them all on the same page to defeat Dahlia. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think she's going <laughs> to manipulate people and be on her own side of let's fight Dahlia. Yeah. And in making them work together. I think mm-hmm. she's just like Klaus. She's very calculated in what she's doing. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, she kind of got Finn and then left him and then went to dad and then sent dad to do something away and then went to Klaus. Yes. Like she's trying to get everyone on the same team fighting for the same cause, unlike their mom who was just trying to turn them all uh, like well, into. I, I have a really quick question. How is, are we just supposed to believe, and maybe I'm forgetting something that happened in the previous couple episodes, but are we supposed to believe it's just coincidental that by chance when Cole was trying to play a prank on Rebecca, he placed her in the same house that Freya was able to free her from and build a, uh, build like a, a relationship with Rebecca? Is Freya more powerful than we know? It's like, what's going on? I think Freya is super powerful, but I have always wondered yeah. about Cole knowing about Freya in that yes. house. I think he has. You're and not missing something. We, there's a link that is missing right now, but okay. it hasn't been shown to us because I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. She, after a thousand years or however many years, has awoken. And actually, I don't think it's every hundred years. Yeah, a hundred years. She every hundred years, and that's where she is. And and Cole is just supposed to have not known that, and that's where he put them both. Yeah. Well, remember in the flashback, (laughs) I'm loving this. (laughs) (laughs) Remember in the flashback we saw. I think it was right before the winter finale. We saw. Cole flashback to that party that they had when mm-hmm. Rebecca kind of screwed him over and that's where his vengeance came from. Freya was at that party and she was there with Cole and Rebecca said if you're dating my brother like you know you better find someone new because he's bad news and she's like no it's not like that. It's not so a date. It's not a date. So clearly they knew each other and I don't know what happened after that. Maybe that's still something they'll show us in a flashback coming up. Why didn't anybody ask him that before he died? Like, what happened? They didn't remember that she was at that party. 
So somebody, something's up. Something's up, and we're not exactly sure what it is yet. You're right. Why didn't Rebecca say, cool, cool, <laughs> you're dying. Why did you put me, how did you know Freddie was going to be yeah. there? It's, yeah. That's so true. I didn't even but think maybe, about that. Maybe they weren't thinking he knew. Here's the thing. Yeah. I always thought that he knew about her, because yeah. the dark magic came from Dahlia, who taught Freya dark magic, and Cole is interested in dark magic. So I've always been weary oh. of that whole dark magic and who's interested in that. Yeah. So I feel like they all know each other. Yeah. Something's and, up. And yeah. maybe Freya is going to be the one who Gonna, who's going to bring Cole back because she brought Finn back and she even brought Finn back after she knew that she didn't trust Finn and that he's lost his way. So obviously she has other motives. She didn't need to bring him back because she believed in him. She brought him back for something else and we don't know it. And she thinks that the mom has messed each and every one of them up. So yeah. she's not blaming she Finn. She only blames she's Esther. Blaming Esther. She okay. hates Esther. Yes, she brought Finn back but she also now has bottled Finn in her necklace. Is this something she's pulling power from? Is this something somewhere she just like keeps a bunch of people? Like who's chilling who's in, in the there? necklace? Is it Dahlia's? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. I have such a huge speculation. Can I say yeah, it? Go. And it sounds so crazy. You think Dahlia's in the necklace? I think Dahlia. I think Dahlia was in Eva Sinclair, and now Rebecca's in Eva Sinclair. Because why is Dahlia drawn to the magic of the first child in the first place? And why is Eva Sinclair? killing children and channeling children and maybe it's way out of left field but maybe Dahlia wasn't Eva Sinclair and maybe there's a connection there maybe that's how Freddie got away I don't know how powerful does Eva Sinclair have to be to be able to outdo Rebecca who was an original turned into a witch that was killing children and nobody can find also when did Eva Sinclair start doing this and why don't we know about it so maybe maybe Eva only maybe Dahlia, like she only wakes up every hundred years, but maybe she's doing it with Eva Sinclair's body. I don't know, but that's yeah. what I was thinking. They said that that's Eva Sinclair started getting children a year ago. Drops because when, like, yes, that's when, what I was yeah. thinking. I don't know. Ruben said it about a year ago. Yes. Eva Sinclair was taking children. So oh my god, Donald. That's what I was thinking. That's I really could be wrong, good. but that's, that's what I was that's thinking. That's why she only kills, she kills one of them. Yes. She just at the end, she kills one of the kids, the other one she channels, because that's what she's doing with the firstborn. This is baffling. That's what I thought. I don't know. But maybe. I need to pull it together. <laughs> it's the only connect, because it's too confusing right now. Okay. There's too many loose ends. Okay, so theoretically... If that all right, we'll get. We okay, have to I'm talk sorry, more about that in a little bit. We will talk more about that in a little bit. I have to stick on Freya and the necklace, yeah. and then we'll talk about even more. Okay. okay. So oh, going back. Thank you. Oh, snap. That was the most incredible, like, mind blowing. The dreams. chat roll is going crazy. I'm like mind blown. I'm like mind too. I know. All of our faces. Okay, so we're gonna come back to it, and so just stay tuned to the end of the episode to yeah. talk about that. But going on more about what's happening with Finn being inside Freya's necklace, because if this has I don't know if it has anything to do with Eva Sinclair, whatever, but the necklace has something. Something's going on here. It either is a way to channel power, or it's just a way to store people until you want to, like, use their spirits later. What do we think Freya is capable of? Because you're saying she has a lot more power than we think. I do. What does that mean? I and think is it in the necklace, or is it actually Freya? I think... I think that the necklace is very powerful, but she knows how to do magic very well, too. I think that we're going to see a lot more of these things. That, like, how can somebody be in a necklace? We're going to see a lot more of those situations with her because she is that powerful. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that they kind of explain that 
sorry, I lost it. I started reading the chat roll. Oh, that's my thought. Well, Rebecca went to the to the winch market so that she could find a dark object to channel her energy. So maybe that I'm just thinking that if I'm scared to let you talk because if you blow our mind again, this one's real simple. This is this one like because Freya was under Dahlia and Dahlia obviously super powerful, so she has a dark object. So I kind of just think that the necklace is a dark object that she's harvested maybe from Dahlia and where she's channeling her energy. But it seems like Finn's now inside of it, right? So basically, she goes, Finn's there, he's getting killed by Klaus, and then Elijah stops it, and then ultimately Freya comes and is like, zoop, in my necklace, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's really interesting, what I want to know is how she got away from Dahlia, because she said she lost a lot getting away from Dahlia. Like, a she said yeah. it was very difficult. Yeah. She lost a lot, and now Dahlia's gonna get hers. Whatever so that she don't get, what she deserves, she get punished. I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, the next episode they um, they shed a little light on on Freya, what she's been through, what she's going through, and give us a little bit of answers. Yeah, and you have to say yes or no. Do you trust Freya? Do we have to say yes or if no? You have, or if you if you have to. Like Dahlia to your head. Uh, I don't know how to answer that, uh, yes. but I just want to say I love Freya. Oh. Yes. I, okay, I, trust, Rhonda, I love Freya. <laughs> I trust her intentions. I don't trust what she her end game. But I okay. trust her intentions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I say yes because I think like Klaus, she said like what she said to Klaus, everything I'm telling you is true. I do believe that. I just think that, like Klaus, he's going to tell you the truth, but he's going to leave out an important mm. fact that swings things in his direction. Truth and not that's all the what, truth. Yeah, yes. I think that's what she's leaving out, whatever's going to swing her in that direction. But she did say that Dahlia trained her. Right. So mm-hmm. that is Sneaky. kind of why she is so powerful. Mm. Is anybody also. frustrated with why Michael is capable of loving Freya but is not capable of loving his other children? Because I know he had times where he loved Elijah, Rebecca, whatever. He never loved Klaus, but I guess it's not biologically his son. I just feel like his love for Freya, I felt it was okay that he didn't love his other kids because I didn't think he was capable of love. And now I'm seeing he is capable of love, and it makes me feel like... Well, what the heck? Well, I felt, and I have this question written down, why does Freya have so much power over Michael? Mm. And, like, maybe it's from losing a child at such a young age Mm. and feeling that heartbreak, but at the same time, when he was going to attack Aiden, like... Who, what, who gives Freya the like the the ability to say yeah. no, Michael? Like, no, no, let's like, go. Yeah, and Michael's yeah. like a little puppy dog and just follows what she says. Michael has never been that way. She like well, pulls them out of there. Yeah, yeah know, remember they had a secret. They had a conversation in the scene the last time we saw them together. That it was like, no, I have something to tell you. And then we don't hear that conversation. Yeah, that's so right. whatever knowledge she gave him, whatever her plan is yeah. with well, him, is what stopped him maybe from that was attacking. Really, that plan mm-hmm. is supposedly he's going to gather material. Because yeah. that's what yeah. she says to the brothers. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe, so does she tell him about Dahlia? I don't know anything anymore. We, I don't know what he says. With me. And maybe I have authority. Like I have authority issues. But seriously, like you're just gonna Jean like. Field. What's the difference of me killing this person that doesn't mean anything and going on our day? Like why is she like? She's just like nope. We got other things to do. Like she's definitely in charge. And I don't know why. What is she holding over Michael that puts her in charge? I don't know. I mean the fact that he gets to see the one that he loved so much. You know his yeah. child. He gets to see her. Again. Again, she's right in front of his eyes, so he's going to do That's whatever she says. Okay. Yeah. And she was yeah. still innocent. He didn't know anything of the things that were happening when she was lost. And yeah. he was clearly very attached to his daughter. There was a daddy-daughter 
bonding there, and you can't take that away from him because because Finn said after she left, he was never the same. Right. The That's a very reason, key point. The only reason Freya is able to save Finn, though, is because Elijah first comes and saves Finn. And Elijah only comes to save Finn because of what he's doing on the other side of the originals right now. So... This is a baffling situation as well because I just can't get a grasp on Gia and what is going on with Gia as a character. You mean Elijah? <laughs> All right. Oh, oh my God. I didn't Elijah. Even know they had a ship name yet. Well, I remember we thought when she first came in and Marcel was like, "She's gonna be your pet." Everyone was kind of like, "Oh, is that gonna be his like love interest?" But then she went over. He kind of forgot about her right. and was over. And then she went over with Marcel, which. All the commenters who said when we were crazy that right. Gia, or Gia, Gia. Gia, I wrote it down. Gia was jealous. When we said she was jealous because he, she was like, "Do you know her?" You saw Every, that in her face. Everyone yeah. was like, "No, she's not jealous. She was just okay. no." Nope, clearly, she was because she thought she had something going on with By herself. By the way, and their ship wrong. name should be Aaliyah. That's so much better. Oh. Yeah. What are we talking about? Then Elijah. 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 Like Gia and. Ali, Elijah, Elijah. Gia, no, Elijah. Fine, Elijah. What's Elijah? Okay, here's what's going on. I guess somehow Elijah has a really knows who Gia is and knows that he should bring Gia to meet Josephine because they're trying to figure out stuff about Rebecca and they want to know whose body Rebecca's in because nobody knows. They didn't want to ask Cole before he was dying, so nobody knows. So anyway, they go there and. Gia is playing the violin and she's supposed to be this beautiful player and she's so snarky and she's saying all these mean things to Elijah but he's totally into it. I'm (laughs) really confused with why. And then also she ends up winning over Josephine who has the craziest eyes I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my gosh. Those were outrageous and she was brilliant as an actress and I just have to say Mm -hmm. like props. But anyway, this scene was really strange and, and Gia just made Josephine completely switch Positions. Which what? was kind of strange how fast she's just like, okay, maybe I should hear you out, Elijah. Yeah. Because of a candor. Over what? just because she like stood up to her. Yeah. Well right. I I just have to say, I've always I'm always a big Elijah fan, but Elijah's losing me a little bit with his manipulation. I know. <gasps> with his manipulation and with and like controlling Gia and or Gia and no, it you know, is I Gia. Just, Gia. It's, it's Gia or Gia and I thought that I thought I did. Uh, Sorry. With, with the uh, with the G- ship, like okay, whatever. I don't even really care. And like they can be together. But I thought what was most interesting about the scene was the fact that Elijah told Josephine, "We will do this." And this will just be a start. And on top of this, I'm going to get all these witches that are on this list or whatever. What yeah, was he talking about? That's what I, I like, said. I was like, what door is that opening? And what, like, and when did Josephine just stroll in? And she just has all this power. No one's <laughs> talked about her before. So I just want to know what's going on with that shit. I decided that. we can't put too much weight into these people that we think have power because the last person we thought had a lot of power was Jarek. And Jarek oh. died tonight. <laughs> I only, I only knew Jarek died because it came in the subtitles on my screen. <laughs> I, I literally, I don't know if Josephine will last very long. The only reason I'm thinking so is because apparently this is the key to what's going on yeah. now, which is confusing. It just is. Like, uh, we just are going to have to stay tuned to figure out what is going on with her and what exactly the trades are going to be. But for now, she wants the person that Finn is inhabiting. Vincent Griffith. Vincent Griffith. She serves as the matriarch of the covens outside of the quarter. 
So that's yeah. why. Like, how should she Tremaine witches? Sure. Tremaine witches. <laughs> the whole point is, though, they are trying to work on helping Rebecca. Meanwhile, Rebecca and Marcel are also trying to help out Rebecca, which is like, why can't you guys just join forces and all help Rebecca together? Is that not the bottom line of this entire show? Why does it? Why don't you just join forces and work together? Katie, <laughs> that's true. I think that they were doing separate things, though. Elijah was talking to Josephine. Like, I'm going to the mall, and you're playing soccer. Exactly. No. <laughs> but they were going to Josephine to talk to her about basically stop putting your people on Eva because that's who they thought it was. They're like protecting Rebecca's body right now. That's right. what they were going to her about. Yes, to maybe learn a little bit about it, but it seemed like Elijah well, knew who she was. Well, Elijah has point. more because he he wants to build. He wants a mutual friendship that has a long term long term mm-hmm. return. Is that what he and wants? Seems because, like he just wanted some sex from Gia. Oh well, that I said G- it. well. I well no. He said G- he said Gia up to to fall for her like fall for him like that. Yeah, he did, and then he kissed her neck, and who wouldn't fall for Elijah? I mean, I I mean she she used about. the she With used the line zipper. like oh my zipper is stuck. You're not no, she, <laughs> she didn't even try it. Okay. But but yeah. I will say this because there's a comment earlier from Booby sixty nine. When Gia, when Gia said to Elijah to help her out of her dress, I immediately thought of the one and only Catherine Pierce. Which is Ooh. true, because that was kind of Catherine's line. Yeah, like, oh, I can't, I can't yeah. do this. Help yeah. me. I miss Catherine. Works yeah. every time, girls. I like her. She yeah. can end up being really bad. <laughs> okay, but we do have to talk about what is going on. What you just mentioned earlier that blew our mind with uh, Eva St. Clair and who she actually is and what's going on. So Rebecca and Marcel, they're hanging out. They're trying to find answers. They go to this dude, Ruben, who, by the way, Katie thought his name was Fubin. <laughs> which is great. Thank you again for the, the subtitle. Um, and finally, they're there. They're talking about it. They're drinking tea, and they pass out because he's poisoned them. Why did Marcel even drink it? Because hello, he's going to do something he to you guys. He claims you yeah. need to drink it because no. you're in the house. What? Oh, like, as soon no. as he said that, I was like, "BS meter. This yeah. is absolutely exactly. not true. Said, it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. No way." But he yeah. doesn't. Marcel, you've been alive too many years to fall for that. But fine, you do fall for it. Then Ruben now is a what is he going to be a prisoner on their floor? Like they've got Ruben and they're Rebecca just gonna try to explain. Yeah, but what are, what is she gonna do? Say, yo, by the way, I'm Rebecca. He's not gonna believe that after two people just died in the quarter from did they, Eva Sinclair. Did they bring him, him back to Yeah. <laughs> Until it's all over, lock him up till it blows over. <laughs> two two things. One thing I have to say, I looked up what Jimson Weed was and I got really excited because I wanted to see if it was a real thing. Ooh. And it's also known as Devil's Snare. So if you're a Harry Potter nerd, that's <laughs> what really that connection. Look at that connection. Um, it's also linked to like really strange like trips. It's almost like a higher level than shrooms. So yeah, it's like a hallucinogenic. So it's very it's very <laughs> harmful if you eat it. Only if you eat it. Um but, anyways, but not if you drink it? No, no, just if you consume it. If you consume it. Like, not if you touch it or anything like that. Oh. And then the second thing was that a lot of people are thinking that the boy that um, was killed in the quarter was Ruben's son. Since he Uh. mentioned his son, and then she (gasps) killed a boy and left a girl. They weren't siblings, by the way, because they were making out, so they shouldn't have been... She was right. You shouldn't be out late at night kissing in corners. In the dark. So you die? So but, you die. So you die. That's but she it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. She went says. after them because she, okay, she starts coming out of Rebecca's body, so she is hearing everything, so she is hearing who, Fruben, Ruben. Ruben. <laughs> She's hearing Ruben. Ruben in the room, so she knows who 
his son is, and that's why she went after them? Is that what it is? I no, mean, I don't think so. I, I think she just went outside. I think it might have been a coincidence. If it is her son, it would have been a coincidence. She okay. went outside. There was two kids. I just think it's very interesting that we're talking about punishment fitting the crime. You think that they shouldn't die, but then when it comes to Ruben, you're like, lock him up. Well, lock him up. <laughs> lock him up until it blows over, so then he can come out and be like, all right, we all understand. I have to accept it. Because at this point, I think he's just going to run back, build, like, don't give him the opportunity to build, like, a, a people. I'm sorry, I got, it says time to wrap. Um, <laughs> don't, don't give him the opportunity to actually build up people going against him. So lock him up, yeah, and then free him. Don't hurt him. Feed him well. I don't care, but just Feed don't let him, well. don't let him, him build an army. On, on that note of torture, let's get to some predictions before we wrap. Alright, well, hang on. Yeah, Rebecca and Marcel Moments, and we have to decide on what their ship name is, because I asked the chat roll earlier tonight before we started the show, and I came up with Marca, mm-hmm. <laughs> Russell, Marbecca, or they liked Rebel. Rebel. So it was really Marbecca and... Rebel were the two I like top ones. So guys, Rebel if you weren't in the chat roll earlier, let me know what you think. I think they need a ship name. I love Rebecca and Marcel. Have since season one. Always, always, always but ship them. Is it or is it not wrong for them to kiss when she is in a different body? It's no. right. I, I, it's yeah, I think it's her too. So it's it's I, the soul that counts. He just lucked out that this is a hot body. I think Rebecca's <laughs> yeah. just thinking maybe that he would like this girl and like her kisses. More. It's still the same person. I think you kiss the same way. I mean, which lips is, are different. All which right. is why I think it's fine. But maybe that's what's going through Rebecca's head. I think we all have many more predictions to make. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you guys are going to have to find them by following us on Twitter and talking to us on YouTube and on iTunes and all that great stuff. SoundCloud. Where can we find you throughout the week if we want to talk to you about what's going on on the show? You can find me on Twitter at Tigris Hobbs. And I really want to hear about your theories and stuff. I do read it and I love responding. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's. Campbell and Instagram at Katie Campbell thirteen. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. And round of applause for Roxy because people pointed it out in the chat roll. She went a whole episode without mix- mentioning Claroline. <laughs> She's throwing up Make sure you take a drink. Um, yeah, because I don't want to leave them sober on yeah. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. You can find me at Roxy Star, and you can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com. And make sure if you are on Twitter, you're using the hashtag ABTV Originals. We want to hear everything you guys have to say. You're the absolute best. Until next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. Well, I hope, I hope. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later, The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.